You're listening to Maximum Medicine Radio with host Doc Martin. Stay tuned in or call in. You won't want to miss what's happening next. How do you step into your maximum potential? How do you connect your spiritual drive with your physical path? Stick around as Doc Martin takes listeners on a journey through the seen and unseen, the accepted and the unbelievable. Get ready to meet the maximum you the world needs on Maximum Medicine Radio with Doc Martin now. Hi, everybody. I am Doc Martin. This is Maximum Medicine Radio. And as you know, I love to talk about Maximum Medicine. And nowadays, for me, what's really Maximum goes beyond mainstream allopathic. It involves bringing in the ancient ways of healing, bringing in what the indigenous did thousands of years ago, bringing in the mystical, because I think we've gone down a little bit too much in the tunnel of science only. So I've been doing shows where we've talked about other modalities of healing and how to blend those and bring those to the forefront Because as you know, the things I talk about all the time, we are at a crucial point in the evolution of humanity and our sustainability on the planet. So to that end, I have guests coming on who operate in that mystical world with immense power. And it's for us to learn about that and bring it into our lives. So today, Sonia Grace is here. Thank you, Sonia, for being here. Thank you. She is a mystic, an energy healer, a storyteller, a writer. She has several award-winning books, Spirit Traveler, Become an Earth Angel, Dancing with Raven and Bear, among others. I'm going to talk with her tonight, and I want her to teach us about the modality that she operates in, what we would call shamanic and or energy medicine, and have her give us some insights so we can learn and bring ourselves into a better mix, a better blend. Sonia, thank you so much for being here tonight. Thanks for having me. It's really a pleasure to get to meet you. Yes, me too. So, Sonia, one of the things that is so obvious in your work, in your teachings on your website, is that you operate in this indigenous realm with a strong connection to spirit. And nowadays, I believe that is really needed. What have you found in your client work these days that you are seeing that you are needing to bring more and more to the forefront. Well, it's, (laughs) I'm like, I have so much energy about wanting to talk about this. I'm like, I see myself in that little box of zoom, you know, and I'm like, I can't contain it. (laughs) I'm just so I'm I'm very, I know I'm very excited to share with you and your listeners that, the earth is number one. The reason we came here is because of this planet. She is our number one relationship above all 
soulmates and twin flames and all that other stuff. She is number one. And when we get that and we start connecting our energy to this planet, we start utilizing what we're really supposed to be getting to our organs and our nervous system and our blood and everything. So my my background being Norwegian, Native American, I've got sort of this cool combo going on of the Norse gods talking to me and, you know, all these other beings that come to me in the demigod world. I work with angels. I only work with angels. And and I've been wired like this since birth. I mean, all of my incarnations on some level, whether I was being persecuted and burned at the stake or not, I was working as a healer. And this is why I came in. This is my karma. I would not wish this on anyone, per se, because it's it's a rough road. It's not an easy path to take. There is constantly the the challenges of being able to be the observer, being able to see your client, but not take it on. And of course, all of your listeners are very empathic people. So already they're probably running into taking stuff on. And that's where the earth comes back to play. When we ground our energy, when we are super connected to the earth, we are automatically grounding that stuff that we want to take on. Okay, got so that you out. Said a couple, no, I love that. You said a couple of things that I just want to reiterate. It may sound cliche or trite, but I want to say it again. We do not exist in the absence of the earth. We do not exist as humans without the earth. And if the Mm -hmm. earth goes down the drain, we're doomed. Mm -hmm. So that's point number one that you made. And I want to reiterate it because I say it all the time and I want everybody to get it. The other thing that you said that I love and that I is also... I am very earth oriented. I am very earth connected. I'm not so much an angel person. I'm creative forces of the earth. But I have told people over and over and what you're saying, and I'd like you to say more about this in a minute, is when you are filled with the stuff that our energy fields get take on every day in this high technological crazy media-driven world, that need to discharge all of that excess is very, um, can happen very easily, literally stepping on the earth. And I want you to talk more about that for people. How can they, after their day-to-day crazy world, connect to the earth and just discharge that excess. Right. So every day I'm on the phone with clients, 10, 12 clients a day. I am doing the equivalency of surgery. I'm working on hearts and livers. I'm removing tumors. I'm repairing bone blood, all of it on an energetic level. And in order to do that, I have to not only be extremely grounded, but I have to be able to let things go. And the problem with illness and disease and things that happen to people 
is they get triggered by the word, they become the word, and the word becomes their story for the rest of their life. You've heard this from clients. Oh, I remember back in 1979, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, and it's been my life ever since. They identified with the term, they became the energy of that word. So the earth is super important for us to release things into. And believe me, she can take it. She, she's been here for millions of years. She can take it. And I have a wonderful grounding meditation that I teach. I have the, the meditation peace project I do every month. I talk people through my grounding and connect them to the earth and take people into a very high vi vibration of peace. I want to reiterate the point that by releasing into the earth, you then open yourself up to receive from the earth, which is fantastic energy. And one thing that I think your listeners would love is if you imagine your nervous system like the tree of life inside your body, the nerves that come down your legs and out your, let them go out your feet and into the ground, like you've grown uh, roots deep into the ground and let that earth energy come all the way up your nervous system, filling up every part of your tree of life inside of you. And if you have anxiety and fear, that's going to ground it really fast. So, Sonia, I love what you're saying about connecting, being the tree of life to the earth. One of the things that you also said that I think is very important is the, the glue people have to their story. That um, I describe this a lot in my book, Maximize Your Healing Power, where I talk about my patients who are so stuck in their names of their diagnoses that they've built a cage around themselves mm -hmm. and they cannot see a way out because they don't exist in the absence of their, the names of their conditions. And um, right. one of the chapters in my book is lose the story, lose the past, but mm -hmm. it's very hard to help somebody envision a, changed destiny until they're really ready to let go of everything they thought they were, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and that is, I mean, aside from doing healing work on people all day long, I'm also doing really deep processing work because I'm a firm believer that all illness and disease starts in the emotional body. So if we're not directly dealing with our emotional wounds from the time we're in the womb until we're three years old, everything after three, starting at four, is cycles and patterns of those emotional wounds. So in my processing, I take people back to those early, early times. Yeah, they don't remember it, which is why I'm taking them through the process. And we bring up what really happened. What, and sometimes it's so simple. It's mom got a breast infection and couldn't nurse. And that's why they felt totally rejected and abandoned. And then they end up with a food allergy or food issues or some kind of weight issue 
because they weren't getting the kind of nourishment that they needed at three months old. Mom hasn't told them that story. It gets discovered in the processing that I do with people. And, and it's, it's profound because all it ends up taking is for the client to hold that baby and nourish that baby and fill that inner child up with love and all that it needs. And then we start to heal from the inside. We start to fill the deficit that's within us. And we're not looking for that satisfaction or approval or recognition outside of ourselves. So the other thing I wonder is how much do you see, how much can be attributed to biologic imprints or past lives? In other words, your biologic lineage and how it plays or past lives. So what do you find huge in that huge realm? amount? Absolutely. I do past life readings. I do karma clearing for people. And I see those emotional wounds from this lifetime. They are the karmic pieces that were brought in. So if there's abandonment and betrayal and, and resentment, I can go back into their past lives and find, oh yeah, okay, you were abandoned there, you were betrayed there, and you, you know, you died with resentment and illness and disease. And for that matter, I see physical problems, physical ailments karmically as well. So if the person in the 1400s died on the battlefield with an ax in their leg, then the 1500s, they died with a sword through their leg. Then the 1600s, it's like it goes leg, 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 until maybe this lifetime, they were shot in the leg and war in Vietnam, and then they survived it. But all of the stuff that we're experiencing, everything that we go through, even this moment between you and me is karmic. It's all, and to me, when we can wrap around that and realize we're here to work through our karma, then we start to heal. Then we start to take responsibility. And boy, that word, that's, I'm a big stickler on helping people take responsibility. I do not believe in victimization at all. Well, you know, that's so prevalent as a mainstream medicine doctor. When mm -hmm. I see patients in the clinic, mm -hmm. um, that, mm -hmm. and unfortunately, I believe that a lot of it is mainstream medicine 60, 70 years ago, made it so people were dependent on the hierarchy of the doctor, the power, the that's power right. dynamic. And mm -hmm. I think that's part of it. It's not all of it, but it's part of it. The other part, I think, and you mm -hmm. tell me if you see this, life is really hard. And so many people feel <laughs> powerless over the media, the financial situation, yeah. companies, how they treat you. Um, it's hard to take responsibility when you feel powerless. Exactly. And, you know, being adopted on the Hopi reservation and married to a full-blooded Hopi man, I can tell you right now, the reservations are an incredible example of the government enabling the hell out of people and totally taking away whatever the dignity they might have had and then and then saying, okay, well, we're just going to park you on this land 
and leave you without anything. Oh, we'll throw some money your way once in a while, but not much. And and you've got the perfect storm. You've got the perfect storm. So yes, I I get the Western medicine model. I always tell my clients that you need all the information. If I'm talking to somebody who's dealing with cancer, I'm the first one to say, go get a scan. Uh, we'll talk about how you're going to manage this la- later, but go get a scan. Go know what you need to know from Western medicine. Then you can come over here and get acupuncture. Then you can see your chiropractor and have him check your spine. Then you come to me and I will energetically work on this and help excavate it out of the body and the emotional body. So I believe in a full team to work on any kind of illness or disease. And I am the first one to go get acupuncture. I'm the first one to go get a scan if it's needed, because I think there is a place for all of it. There really is. It's just hard for people to get out of that modality that somehow they're a victim to their illness. They're a victim to their disease. They're a victim to the government, to whatever is being created in our world. And if we could just rise up together and say, no, we're not victims. We are capable. My God, what did we used to do even a hundred years ago? You know, we used to go clear across country in a wagon with horses. <laughs> I mean, we were we were sturdy. And I I think that we forget that we're strong and that we're capable. We forget. Well, you know, it's so true that when you have cultures that have been systematically abused and oppressed, it's hard to shake that trauma. And it's Mm -hmm. hard to shake that as a defining factor of who you are and your life. Um, But it can hold you in the victimization. And then you have relinquished your power. You're just adding to uh, the oppression because you're giving up your power. Right. And, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, in all of what we're talking about, I really feel, and this is someone who has 42 years of sobriety talking, I really feel that the basis that we're dealing with right now in our world society is addiction. Whether it's alcohol, it's drugs, it's opiates, it's shopping, it's gaming, it's eating. Now it's turning into AI, chat, GPT. I mean, there's so many ways we can become addicted. And our kids are showing high levels of addiction with gaming and computers and phones, and they can't get out of the screen. And I, I, I feel that if we understood that mechanism, even spirituality has become a form of addiction. I find myself with clients really calling them out on how they've learned all these techniques and all this cool stuff but they're actually cycling their patterns using that modality. And they don't realize that, you know, the pattern's still happening. They're still getting stuck in the amygdala and they are not knowing how to get out of that and break the cycle. So it's, it's a, to me, it is about our society facing that we are highly addicted and that we need to understand 
how to break that cycle of addiction. Unfortunately, we have like all these mechanisms in place to promote addiction from commercials to, you know, what's being sold and how many times you see that advertisement across your screen. Yes, and that's gonna that is a hard thing to break <clears throat> those patterns. Um, right. I do think I'll just throw this in here. I do think connection to nature can help with that um, because you can yes. fill up with such incredible power when you allow yourself to fill up with the energy of the earth and uh, and its creatures. But we're going to take a quick break yes. right now, and when we come back. We're going to talk with Sonia about spirit, the relationship of spirit to her healing, and then what she's discovered in the power of sacred sites. So we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Do you need help navigating the challenges of aging family members? Michelle Magner is a recognized expert in the field of caregiving. She understands the challenges we face as we care for those we love and shares her experiences with gerontology, dementia, and conscious aging through her podcast, Inspired Caring. Her one-on-one -on -one and group coaching programs equip you with the tools to handle stress and burnout with clarity and confidence. Visit michellemagner.com. Are you ready to soar? Serena Nigma's mission is to help you create the life of your dreams. Unlock your fullest potential with her one-on-one -on -one and group coaching sessions. Or balance your energy with a Reiki session. Create changes you want to see in all areas of your life. To wake up and level up, visit serenaenigma.podia.com. What makes a coach irresistible, extraordinary, and successful? The Coaching Academy has graduated hundreds of students who have built the most fulfilling coaching businesses. That's because the Spiritual Life Coaching Certification, based on the proven formula, Rewire Your Brain for Success, is an innovative program designed to equip you with the knowledge and skills to support you in your journey of becoming an elite league coach. Inquire today by visiting coachingacademy.net. Hi, everybody. We're back. I'm Doc Martin on Maximum Medicine Radio. I'm here with Sonia Grace, a mystic, a healer, somebody who can help you shift your karma. She does it all. Sonia, how do people reach you and how can they connect with you on a regular basis? Well, I have a website, which is Sonia, S-O-N-J-A, Grace, G-R-A-C-E dot com. Everything's on my website. Of course, I'm on social media, Facebook, Mystic Healer, Sonia Grace. I'm on Instagram, Twitter. You can find me. Um, I've got an online calendar. I'm usually booked out for sessions six months ahead. I have emergency sessions. So again, I am reachable. And, um, you know, I've got a workshop series I'm in the middle of. I just did the first one last week. It's called The Magic of Your Energy. And the next one's coming up on, uh, yeah, this it's coming up this next week. Um, and I hope that whatever else, the Meditation Peace Project that I do every month is available on my website. Um, but it's all there. So you can find it. 
Wonderful. Thank you. So just a reminder to the listeners, in today's crazy world, the connections you make spiritually, energetically, with teachers like Sonia, with just immersing yourself in that particular vibration can really help you make it through. Because the truth is, some of us in our day-to-day work, we're, it's as if we're walking through the swamp. And you need to have your center rejuvenated. You need to have your energy field reinformed by the high vibration stuff. So get to Sonia's website, soniagrace.com. Hook up with her Meditation Peace Project. Take her classes. Anything you can do to fill yourself up with spirit to make it through to keep bringing your light to the world. That's what it's all about. So Sonia, that makes me think about spirit, how important spirit is to the healing you do, to the shaman techniques I do, to the consciousness. Can you talk about spirit? You connect, you can also throw in parts of this as well. You connect to the Nordic as well as the Native American. So tell us about your experience with the spirit. So being born this way, I have seen my guides since my earliest memory was two years old. And I would literally roll the crib, which back in those days was, they were really heavy. I would roll the crib across the floor and bang the door. So my mom would come and get me. And I could see my guides on both sides of the crib rolling it across the floor. And of course, my mom would walk in and go, what's going on in here? Because a two-year-old could literally could not move that crib across the floor. And, and I, I've always seen them. They're high angelic beings. They work with me. They work with my clients. And I call in the angelic realm when I'm working. Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, Uriel, the highest angels of healing because they are benevolent beings. They are like demigods, they're benevolent beings and they are, uh, they've never incarnated before. So there's no karmic stuff that they're dealing with. And I, I feel that by connecting with angels, my vibration has to be really high in order to like be in that vibe. Yes, I equally connect with the earth. Yes, I equally connect with Gaia, with Mother Earth. I call her the goddess. And in my daily prayer and practice, I always ask to be aligned with the will of God and the goddess because I see myself as a vessel for that energy. And that energy comes through the crown, that's God, comes up through your feet, the goddess, and at the heart is a riot of, of total expression, creativity, love, and everything that we choose to manifest on earth. So if we just get out of our own way and allow that cosmic connection to take place and to burst out of your heart, then, you know, you're doing great. Yeah, and this is what artists experience. My God, think about what Leonardo da Vinci was going through. He was having like a massive riot in his heart. You know, there's there's just so much that can happen in creativity in the heart. And that is the true expression of who we are as humans. So I'm I'm happy to 
see people and help people. I train people. I do a, a really intensive training course and I don't take everyone. I'm very selective about who I feel is ready to learn this work. The basis of my training course, the platform is something that's very important to me. My teachers back in the day gave me this platform that helped me to manage these gifts that I have. And the platform consists of integrity, sensitivity, humility, an ability to heal, compassion, a sense of purpose, karmic understanding, and of course, love. So those things create that, that platform that I train and help people to become healers themselves. Again, I, I don't take everyone into the program because I don't feel some people are truly ready. They haven't done the inner work or gone into a deeper space of knowing what their emotional wounds are. And you know, and I know there are so many wounded healers out there today. It's, it's a little concerning to me. I, I get worried, you know, that people are out there willy-nilly practicing and they don't have any connection to what their stuff is. <laughs> so I want to follow up on two things there. First is the role of spirit in, in healing. And um, I talk about that in my book, Maximize Your Healing Power, that to align yourself with these higher forces, be there those angels, are we talking about the magic kingdom, those higher forces can shift things because face it, our human mind as it is, is filled with limiting beliefs, conditioned beliefs, and you have to reach higher. So I completely get it. And I agree with that. And the mm -hmm. other cup brings up the topic of the ethics of being a healer. And yep. you have, I do believe that there is some value to having been wounded and that it gives you compassion for others who are wounded. Yes, absolutely. But if you haven't dealt with your shadow, then every time you enter into an interaction and you resonate mm -hmm. with your client energetically, boom, out comes your shadow and yeah. there's the tractor pattern for some gobbledygook, mm -hmm. which yeah, is- Yeah, you're, you're triggered, right, right. Yeah. And mm -hmm. let's talk some more about the the basic ethics, because I, I'll tell you the thing that I'm concerned about and let you um, expand on this. Mm -hmm. There are people who are studying healing who have a lot of compassion. And in, in that compassion, they are very... I see them energetically reaching out and grabbing and making these deep connections. But there appears to me many times that there is a lack of boundaries. And there is that idea that from the healer's point of view, that they can see what's wrong and, oh my, I can feel it and I'm going to step in and help you. And it is, number one, lacking in boundaries, number two, imposing the idea in your moment of compassion that what you see as the healer is the right and only way to go. Mm -hmm. And any of that resonate with you? 
Oh God, yes. I mean, again, I've I've worked on over a million people in my forty two years of being a healer, and I have seen over and over and over people who are practicing. They're psychics. They're tarot card readers. They're healers. They're shamans. They're this. They're that. And they call me. I, you know, I don't know. I was talking to a client and this happened and blah, blah, blah. And they've got entities on them. They've got alien stuff on them. And that's, I clear that stuff all day long. I see all levels of the astral plane and I'm able to clear that. So I'm clearing things off of these people. And I, and I'm, I'm hearing these stories of, of, you know, really deep compassion, but literally energetically connecting with the client and taking on the illness or the disease. And, and that's why my grounding meditation and teaching people how to ground your energy chakra by chakra is so important because those who are empathic have learned, especially in childhood and any dysfunctional family setting, to be A, codependent, B, walk on eggshells, and C, send out little feelers into the room. Oh, this is what's going on. Pull the feelers back. Well, now as adults, those feelers go out into the room and they stay hooked up because it's it's some form or sense of safety. It's like some some sense of, okay, well, at least I can connect with someone's energy and feel okay. So that's why I said, when I train people, I am, you know, a stickler about doing the inner work. I mean, so much of my training is not only teaching people how to do this emotional work, but they have to do it. They've got to be really committed to excavating all this trauma and stuff so that they can be present to help another person. So it, yes, to answer your question, I see that a lot. I do. And another thing I think is when you are that empathic and you join up, when you're empathic, as humans we are, we resonate with others. But when you resonate, you're merging your energy field. When you're merging your energy field, you are not bringing in the highest download for your client. You're in a human to human cookie kind of interaction. And the mm-hmm. other thing is, even if you don't see that part of it, the other is think about how that drains you. When you hook up like that, there goes mm-hmm. your power because at some level, your clients have wounds and then whoosh, all of your powers going in there to fill them up. And how do you? fill yourself back up afterwards when you've given away everything. Right, right, exactly. You know, I talk to my students a lot about the ethics that doctors and psychologists and psychiatrists and medical professionals have. And I have clients. I've got a cardiologist in New York who refers clients to me all the time. I am seeing an uptick in cancers right now 5,000%. I'm seeing an uptick in neurological disorders, at least two, 3,000%. And I'm seeing heart attacks, earthquake, earthquakes, they're like earthquakes, heart attacks, um, uh, uh, blood clots, aneurysms, just off the charts. 
And I talk to other medical professions a lot. They're my clients. And my own doctor calls me and we confer on what I'm seeing and what she's seeing. And this is this is the the fallout that we're going to witness from the vaccine. And if any of your listeners have taken the vaccine, I encourage you, please do your research and please get on natokinase, which is a blood thinner. It will address blood clots in the body. It is a Japanese uh, fermented soybean that is not like taking soy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's super, super powerful. Everybody in Japan takes it. I'm on it. I've suggested this to so many people who have had any kind of, uh, you know, COVID vaccine because they are causing really big problems. And I think I wanted to bring this up because I think it's important for people to not go into guilt and shame about, oh, no, I did this and I guess I made the wrong decision, but rather have some tools okay, this is how I could address this spike protein that's like totally replicating out of control in my body. Well, one of the things that I see that I've seen even before COVID is the number of people, and as you said, with cancer, with life-threatening illnesses, the number of people who are going to the edge, to the edge of the cliff and are going to go over even though there should have been no reason for them to have done so. And there is mm-hmm. there is a disruptor pattern in people's energy fields. And that for me, what I saw in my practice happened before, even before COVID. And that, mm-hmm. how do you see the energetics of that in terms of our craziness in the world and our connection to the earth? Okay, uh, we in in twenty twelve we ended the fourth dimension. That fourth dimension ended. That was what the Mayan calendar was marking. The end of the fourth dimension. Twenty twelve, we moved in to the twenty to the fifth dimension, and it's like you remember in Star Trek where the ship starts to go into the nebulae, and it's like this giant space. That's us. Twenty twelve, we're starting to go into the fifth dimension, and we're just barely getting ourselves in there. And it's crazy. It is a higher frequency. It's much more difficult to navigate. And believe me, the fifth dimension is not going to put a step stool down for you to get on board. You have to raise your frequency to be in this fifth dimension. It's up to us to do the work, the inner work, everything that we are doing to help ourselves become conscious and to take responsibility for our karma so that we can be in this higher frequency. It's powerful, this fifth dimension. I'm here. Everybody I know, young and old, has tinnitus. I'm seeing multiple people with neck and spine issues, all kinds of physical ramifications of this higher frequency. Then you add a little 5G to the whole mix and we've got, you know, all kinds of problems happening. Then you put the vaccine on top of it. Now we've got many, many problems. So, you know, we're, it's like it's like the guy in the back of the car, you know, throwing stuff out of the car. We got to take all this stuff away and get back to the earth, just you and the planet in a nice park or a nice woods or somewhere where you're not being bombarded 
and you can sit down on some grass and get yourself grounded. And by the way, for those of you who are dealing with cancer out there, there is a wonderful product, and I have researched this for years. This is the best product I've ever found for treating cancer. It's called Velasta, V-A-L-A-S-T-A dot net. And it, it use the, the code HEAL, H-E-A-L, and get a discount. But it's the most natural and incredible uh, uh, anti-inflammatory I've ever found. And it's a red algae. It's suspended in oil. It's very good. Look it up. I recommend it to all my cancer patients. So one of the things that I've also noticed is the triggering of our immune system. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, just this past week, maybe a couple of days ago, we even had an X-level uh, solar flare. Um, we yeah, have unbelievable incoming energies galactically, mm -hmm. universally, and ones we yes. generate ourselves by our a lot of our crazy thinking. Um, <laughs> so that, though, anything you can do to improve your immune system and reduce the inflammatory component, and that even mm -hmm. starts with reducing your inflammatory thoughts. So just because there's a lot of crazy out there, especially on the yeah. news. And you can be triggered. It's very easy mm -hmm. to be triggered. Few minutes left. So let's talk about the value of sacred sites, especially in crazy times like these. Okay. So I have spirit traveled to a lot of sacred sites. I wrote the book, Spirit Traveler. I have the ability to time travel. This is not astral projection. I literally go into meditation and my body dissolves into sand. It's like it's gone. It merges with everything in the room. And it's not until that happens that my guides put their hand out and they take me where they want me to go and see. So I don't tell them, hey, I want to go over here. They take me where they want me to see. I have been to many sacred sites around the world, back to 10,000 BC, even back to Atlantis. I've been off planet. I have really experienced some profound awareness of why these sites were built. And I want to say that the most important thing, especially from my native heritage side, is that we must have respect for these sites even today. If you go and visit Stonehenge or you go visit you know, the birthing stones on Oahu in Hawaii, or you go to the Great Pyramids, wherever you go, have that respect that you're going to say a prayer and ask permission to enter. Have the respect that this is somebody else's culture and they have their own beliefs and revere it. And, you know, to go back to something else that you said earlier, I don't ever offer any advice to anyone unless I'm asked. I think it's so important that we have clear boundaries and those boundaries apply to sacred sites as well, that we're not just running willy nilly around thinking, oh, I'm going to, you know, just suck up all this good energy because what if the earth needs that energy? A lot of these sites are portals and there's energy like you just talked about these cosmic rays and cosmic energy coming through to earth and earth releasing energy up to the universe. And so we have to be very respectful of all of that. 
What I love, and we, we're going to have to end here, what I love about mm -hmm. sacred sites, especially when you have the right intention, is you enter that vortex of all the thousands of others who have been there connecting with higher frequencies. And mm -hmm. you can be transported um, in so many ways and energetically fill yourself up. Um, one of my favorite sites, and I unfortunately we're going to have to end here, but one of my favorite sites is Bandelier. Um, that oh, was I the, love Bandelier. Yeah. That was yeah. the sweetest, sweetest spot. Um, mm -hmm. I love Palenque, but Palenque had a whole different energy. Um, I love mm -hmm. Chaco Canyon. There's so many things that we love. But anyway, I know, Sonia, and we, gonna, we have to talk again. <laughs> we do. I didn't have Let's talk with that. you. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's plan that. Yeah. So we're okay. going to end now. But if you would just remind everybody how they can connect with you, and then we'll close sure. up. Okay. My website, Sonia, S-O-N-J-A, Grace, G-R-A-C-E dot com. And everything's there. Contact form, calendar, contact me. I'm there. And remember, Sonia has a monthly meditation peace project. You can join her. And even though she's booking far out, she does take clients and she will hold your feet to the fire. So this isn't going to be <laughs> just some, this isn't just some cushy. She's not going to just do you. You're going to have to do it yourself. Right. Did I get that oh, right? Ab absolutely. I always use that phrase, hold your feet to the flame. So thank you. <laughs> So it's everybody, I'm thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sonia. This is Doc thank Martin you. on Maximum Medicine Radio. We're signing off until next time. Thank you for being here, Sonia. Thank you, everyone, for thank listening. You. You've been listening to Maximum Medicine Radio with Doc Martin. Tune in next time while the doc talks health, spirituality, and the impact your beliefs have on every part of who you are, body and soul. Doc Martin unpacks the challenges we face as human beings and teaches callers to open the door between the scientific and the mystical. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.sharonmartinmd.com. I want to bring us into our inner space and bring in the energies that I've built here in this meditation you notice that I have roses here. Well, for the past two months or so, I've been working with the rose energy, um, the energy of Mother Mary, which is being able to bring love to any situation. And that's the pink of the rose petals. And you have obsidian here. You can see its reflective surface. This is a piece of gold obsidian. You see how it kind of shimmers a bit gold-like. We're going to take this time to enter our own personal underworld, the shadow sides of ourselves, and drop ourselves in. And we're going to go through this portal using obsidian, surrounded by the beautiful rose energy, and clear and regroup and rejoin all of our intolerant pieces, our judgmental pieces, our prickly sides. So just nice deep breaths in with your nose and out with your mouth. 
and allow your awareness to move to your heart center. You can see it, visualize it, or feel it, or just know it. Bring yourself in. Bring yourself into this sacred space of your heart. And here's where we're going to ask for all of that pink energy of love, of the high ascended master, Mother Mary, bringing that rose pink energy. Have that swirling around your heart. Feel it and breathe it in and breathe it out. And just let this rose pink, beautiful energy surround you and feel it expanding, sending it out wider than your heart, farther out from your body, above your crown, below your feet, until you're really in a gorgeous cocoon of this beautiful pink, ascended, full of love, full of forgiveness and holding yourself in that gorgeous, gorgeous pink bubble. Call forth anything about you that you wish had been a little better, that you wanted to have done differently, that you might be a little bit ashamed about, that you, you coveted something, you were really angry about something, you were intolerant, jealous, whatever it is, and just bring it forward and put it down into obsidian. Float into the energy of this smoky mirror, an obsidian that can be the sharp arrow-like energy to take us to our target, to take us to our goal. Bring that energy in and let obsidian transmute it. Let those orphans of your soul be cleared and returned to your essence. Bring them one at a time. Maybe something else recurs to you. Oh yeah, you know, I had some road rage. I saw that woman waiting for the parking spot, but I cut in front of her and took it anyway. Whatever you wish you hadn't done that way, let obsidian transmute it. And as you're working that, feel the words of Ho'oponopono. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. Every time something unsavory shows its face, hold it close and transmute it through obsidian. I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you, thank you. And as you do that, you can feel the swirling pink rose quartz energy, feeling the love that Mother Mary was able to give even in the worst of times as her son was killed. 
I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And one by one, just letting those orphans of our underworld bubble up. We own them. We hug them. We love them. And in the love, the energy is transmuted to our personal power. Filling your space with love, clearing any of those prickly parts so that you can go out to the dawn more resilient, more ready to bring goodness to the world, more ready for your contribution I'm sorry, please forgive me, I love you, thank you. Breathing in that beautiful rose energy and sending things through the obsidian portal for transmutation. Healing yourself by loving all your parts. Opening the crack to let the light in. Every piece of us is valuable. Every aspect of us has power. And when we own it, it joins in that core forward current of our power and amplifies it. And breathing a few more minutes, letting the rose pink saturate all of your energy field, your cells, and feel it radiating out from your heart space. See if you can bring rose energy to your day, later today, tomorrow, the rest of the week. See if you could ask the energy of Mother Mary to come teach you how to transform through forgiveness and love. How can we change the world by adding our best selves, by bringing forward our best heart energy? I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And with one nice deep breath, really searching, using obsidian to reflect our underworld back to us, finding your last parts that need to be owned, that need to be forgiven, that need to be loved. Finding them and bringing them in to this gorgeous circle. Remembering to always bring forward the rose pink of love and forgiveness 
and always be willing to reflect the smoky mirror back to ourselves so that we can bring the orphans home.